You are listening to The Exchange by Evolution, a melting pot of ideas and inspirations shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the APEC region. I'm Pearly, Associate Consultant with Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help connect businesses with top tech talents. And today, I am your host. Just a disclaimer before we get into the discussions. All thoughts and views spoken by any of the speakers or myself are only representing each individual and not that of their company. Welcome to another installment of our podcast. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the topic of breaking into tech, building a career in data analytics. I'm delighted to be joined by two thought leaders within the data space. First, we have Sora Bose, Head of Data Science and AI at AIA. And we have Zani Chu, Analytics and PM Lead at Accenture. To begin, it would be great for both panelists to briefly introduce themselves. Let's start with Sora. Thanks for the introduction. So, um, as Pearly already you mentioned that you know I am currently uh, you know the head of DSI and AI at the AIA. So I'm actually strategically uh, you know I'm actually leading a strategic uh, AI DS initiative in the organization in Singapore across multiple verticals like the digital vertical, the customer experience vertical, the healthcare vertical. Uh, prior to AIA, I was again leading the AI initiatives at UOP. Uh, a few of my initiatives at UOB have, uh, you know, where I've used cutting-edge AI solutions for ATM innovation for robo-advisory. They have been internationally recognized by WFI, by the digital banker. So, yes, so what I do is uh, I just uh, build teams, uh, grow high-performing teams, and instill partnerships within the organization, essentially. So how do I do that? I use technology enablers like data science is one of that machine learning is another another ai is again a third one so i use these different technology enablers to have a partnership between the tech the the business and the decisioning you know units in the you know in the organization so that is essentially what i do i come up with products data ai data products such that yeah it can you know it can be a customer facing product it can be a business facing product but essentially leading strategic initiatives within the organization Apart from, uh, you know, being an AI data scientist, what you would call me, I am also privileged to be a part of the the wider DS community. So where I share a platform with the global industry leaders at different AI events. Much Saraf, Zaini, would you like to go? Um, yes. Um, hi everyone. I am Zaini from Essential Strategy and Consulting Southeast Asia. So as a trusted advisor, I support clients in their digital transformation journey for their businesses. Currently, I'm overseeing the AI and data analytics aspect of a national strategic project in Singapore. Okay, thank you both, gentlemen. I'm really excited to have you guys on the call. So, you know, going to a podcast, we often hear titles like business intelligence and data analytics getting thrown around and used interchangeably and synonymously. This can be very confusing, especially to those who are not in the tech industry. So exactly how does data analytics differ from business intelligence? And what is the role of data analysts in organizations and how they work with data to solve business problems and drive growth? Okay, thanks, thanks, Pearly. So uh, maybe maybe I go first with this on my views. So uh, if, I, if I go back a decade, right? So, you know, even a couple of decades back. So in, in early 90s, it was, uh, it is called the era of, business intelligence. Why? Because the organizations were starting to accumulate more data. They were getting understanding the spreadsheet concepts. And from there, the concept of, you know, analytics, where you analyze something came into being, the, the root word being analytics. That word analytics flowed 
term, you know, over the decade. And in the early 2000s, the roles were defined as business analyst or sometimes analyst, financial analyst, just depending on which domain you are perhaps belonging in. And this evolved a bit in the, you know, maybe I would say early, around early, I mean, around mid 2000s, where the big data comes into picture. Silicon Valley goes uh, goes to boom, Facebook, Google, they all come up and you have a lot wider amount of data. Now, big data is a reality. When you have big data as a reality, then you move these roles, which were just an analyst or a business analyst, now becomes data analyst because now you work with larger amount of data. And it still continues till around 2010. So where, you know, it is interchangeable business analyst is same as data analyst. But then, uh, you know, in my career, I see that our difference starts to build up. BI becomes business intelligence. That is, you know, where you come up with insights which can drive the business. That, you know, again, the word being coined as business intelligence. Data analysts are, I would say, forked out of BI and they, you know, they they use analytics as a skill set, as a tool set, not only supporting business intelligence, but doing some of statistical analysis, some of causality predictions and stuff. But then came the later half of the 2010s or rather, you know, early 2015 and so and so forth. When the term called data scientist came into picture because slowly people realized that this analytics or predictions they were doing, they were more of a science rather than and you know an analysis itself. And that is a term, you know, when when you start mingling, you know, computer science because it is scientific computing, you start combining statistics, you start combining artificial intelligence in some way or the other. And you see that these people are more of a scientist because they are researching, they are kind of pushing the barriers and doing something. So the term data scientist come into, uh, you know, in the world. So now in this stage that we are in, in the, you know, 2020 plus era, data scientist is people mostly, uh, you know, having who actually does research or tries to push the edge. So they look into data that tries to apply scientific methods on data to come up with something new, predict something new, what is going to happen in the future. Data business intelligence is will look at the data. They will look at uh, you know how things have been in the past. So we'll understand the business drivers and put an intelligent, I would say intelligent guessing to your business. So that and data analytics is somewhere in between because it's, I still see organization, uh, you know, where it is not very firmly defined existing even in today's world. And it totally depends on the organization itself and at what scale it is operating. So it is somewhere in between data analytics and data scientist. It is not a hard code scientific method that you would like to use, but at the same time, it is not, uh, you know, that, you know, you are only looking at, you know, MI reporting that is management information reporting or business information reporting. So it's somewhere in between where you have kind of a generalist role moving across these two verticals. So that is where I feel data analytics generally uh, lies. What about you, Zani? Uh, I I think it's a really uh, interesting history that you have shared earlier, and um, I think from the question there are, there was a couple of uh, terms being being mentioned, and I and I think I would like to address each of these. Um, uh, like for example, um, data science, uh, I would see as like the umbrella term that encompasses the data analytics and other related disciplines. Uh, for data engineering, uh, you you involve about you no know, designing and maintaining the infrastructure to manage, process, and analyze data. Uh, whereas uh, data analytics uh, 
and BI, they are often very, you know, uh, mentioned interchangeably. Uh, but they, I would say they have a slightly difference in the focus. Uh, data analytics focus on analyzing data to discover actionable insights, uh, while BI mainly deal with data-driven insights to support decision-making. Yeah. And, and as for the second part of the question, I would say that data analysts uh, serve as the bridge between data and business. Using data to identify trends and opportunities for improvement, they collaborate with data engineers and data scientists to ensure data is properly processed and then they communicate their insights to the various stakeholders. I totally uh, second you on that, Zani, especially, you know, when you said a data analytics, a data analyst, the ro- their role actually, you know, it's not only supporting decisions, but also using, uh, you know, coming up with insights that can drive those decisions. You know, they, they look into data, they try to, you know, come up with, uh, you know, insights which can drive strategic initiatives, which can drive such uh, discussions and, in, you know, just decision making, just helping in the decision making rather not you know, not, I would say I won't say it is helping. I would say they come up with the decision making concept altogether. Like what are the decisions that need to be made? That those insights come from analytics, and that is exactly that kind of you know bridge between business and the technology. Well, thank you so much both, uh, especially Sora for, you know, um, talking about history and how it evolved, uh, the data analytics and analytics role. And thanks, Zanny, for, you know, bringing in the um, difference between data engineering as well. So I'm sure, you know, um, as leaders in a space, you would have had a good idea of what um, a great data analyst will look like. So, you know, what are some of the key qualifications and requirements um, to become a data analyst? Uh, in my opinion, the list of requirements uh, to become a data analy- analy- uh, analyst can be exhaustive. So I will name the top three, in my opinion. Uh, the first is having um, strong analytical skills. This is the basic to fulfill, right? You analyze large amount of data, identify trends or anomalies, interpret and draw meaningful conclusions. Uh, the second is to have effective communication skills. You can communicate complex findings in an engaging way to various stakeholders, whether they are technical or non-technical stakeholders, and that's very important, right? Uh, The third would be critical thinking, capable of applying that during analysis of business data and on their own work to eliminate any unintended bias or misrepresentation. Uh, What you want to do is not just become a good analyst, a data analyst, you want to be a good data analyst, Some someone who can really just scrutinize your own work uh, as well, right? And uh, for those hopefuls listening to this podcast, I would like to take this chance to share a story about one of our data analysts. Uh, she was a fresh graduate who studied a non-IT major. We gave her an opportunity to perform the role of a data analyst and she exceeded our expectation. Now, Klein was happy with her work and we even promoted her to senior analyst for consistent good work. Yeah. So uh, over to you, uh, Sorraf. Thanks. Nice, nice uh, story, uh, you know, Zania. I'm really, really encouraging to you know hear that. Uh, so, so the way I take at again, you know, uh, just going by the um, the word itself, data analyst, right? So if you just break down the words, one is one first word is data, and the second word is an analyst. So again, uh, my view. Let's take a sequential approach for this. First word is data. You need to have one. The person who is looking for data analytics needs to have data skills. 
what is a data scale? Let's define that, right? So data scale is someone who can read and you know, kind of interpret an information. Data is information. Every day when you are looking at something, when I'm, you know, reading something, it, everything is data. But your ability to interpret information in a more structured way is something our data skills. If I try to quantify it in a way, so there are certain you know technical uh, terminologies that will come, some programming skills that will come where you have to deal with, let's say, structured data, unstructured data, structured data, things like which are tabular information where you can retain something similar to an Excel spreadsheet. Understanding that, evaluating that, and then comes unstructured data like you know pictures, voice, texts, which are not structured in a tabular format. So that is how we define data skills. Uh, there are different, uh, I would say, programming languages relevant for each one of them. Uh, but in general, I would say the industry still uses SQL a lot, especially for the structured data part. So that would be again a critical skill to have. And now coming to the analytics bit, here I would definitely agree with you, you know, Zani, as you mentioned, that critical thinking is the key. Analysis is analyzing something. That means you have to understand it. First step, which you have done through your data skills. Second step is think, why is it that way? Why is it not something else? Here comes your critical thinking. The critical thinking tells you that, you know, what is possible, what is not possible, and if it is not possible, why? and why you are seeing certain trends that that identifying those patterns hidden patterns like a forensic you know you know i would say a forensic journalist or not a journalist i think like you know you would say csi miami if you guys have seen that so identifying those patterns like a csi miami would do is again a critical thinking ability to join the dots together that is the you know what i mean by critical thinking part that is your analysis skills and lastly the most important skill I believe is for any profession, be it data analytics, be it, you know, me in my role, I'm sure it applies to Perly also, communication. No role is complete without these communication skills. You have to interact with a wide variety of stakeholders. Some might be technical, some might be some you know, different, some might understand, not understand that thing at all. So you should be able to communicate to each one of them at their own rhythm. So you should be able to change your rhythm accordingly. If you're working with a very technical person, your communication would be very technical. The moment you're working with someone else, you have to communicate in a very different way. So as like, in the, like Albert Einstein mentioned, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, you don't understand it well enough. So it is very important to understand it and explain it to perhaps even a five-year-old. If you can do it, explain your analysis to a five-year-old, I'm sure that you are a very good communicator in that way. So. These are perhaps I would mention them as the critical skills in general. Obviously, the technical skills would fit in like, you know, for uh, your know, analysis part, critical thinking part and this communication part. You need to have presentation skills. You need to have certain visualization skills because people relate to visuals more rather than words to analyze the data. You have got different programming skills. So, yes, so that that is important. And it is not at all important, as Annie, you mentioned with your story, it's not at all important for you to come from a technical background. I myself am not from a technical background. I am a student of physics, mathematics. So I do not come from a you know very heavy IT or a computer science background. So if I can make it, so can you. Awesome. Thank you both. So obviously, you know, we can just boil down to um, 
attitude, like what Sorov has mentioned, and obviously, you know, um, technical skills, which can be honed if you have a really good um, growth mindset and attitude. And lastly would be, um, you know, obviously um, strong uh, communication skills. That's across all profession, like Sorov has mentioned as well. So... Going on, I would believe that, you know, both speakers here must enjoy your job to remain in the industry for this long. So um, what do you think are some of the most fulfilling part and the greatest challenges um, in your job? Okay, so for me, I would say um, the, I, I would start with the most fulfilling part first, right? So it's it's, it's good to have the good story first. <laughs> so uh, the most fulfilling part is when I see something, uh, you know, the I'm a person of, you know, coming from background of physics and mathematics. So I like numerical sequences. I like numbers. I tend to analyze things logically. And I'm sure most of the world are is consisted of rational human beings. That is the entire paradigm of economics. That's the reason economics holds true. And since all we humans are rational, so we like to understand rationalism. We try to justify rationalism in everything we do. And analytics this role this domain is a place where you can see that if you are happy with right or if you like rationalism here is a place where you will feel you will see that whatever strategies you are coming out you know, you, you, are, you know you are you are designing they get to rationally be implemented you can see how people behave you know if you're looking working with customer analytics you can see how you know say uh, you know from things some systems behave if you're working with you know operational analytics so you can get to learn a lot more about the world and whatever decisions you make you see that impacting the people and yes we all make mistakes i have made a fair share of my mistakes in my life and from there you get to learn so again we uh, the best part for me is i get to learn a lot and this field is is moving at the speed of light so every day something new is happening so if you are uh, if you want to learn more if you want to always keep abreast to the what is uh, you know happening in the world if you want to be up to date and top of your game this is a field where it is possible yes it is not that in other fields are not possible sometimes you know uh, you know coming from physics i have this joke like you know in physics, in classical physics, nothing has evolved after you know after Albert Einstein or after Newton. Nothing has moved that much. So, but this is a field where it does. So yes, so you know things have moved drastically in the last ten years in in analytics, data science, AI, whatever you want to call it. But uh, compared to other fields, which I won't call it saturated. Obviously, they have got their own paradigms and own importance. But this is a place of growth. So that is what I see, and that is what I like about it. Uh, challenges, yes, with great power comes great responsibility. Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, right? The biggest problem is keeping <laughs> keeping up with this speed. We are all humans. We might all feel, I, I myself feel low at times. I, though I, I like, you know, last month I did learn something and today I have to unlearn that because something, it has already moved on. People have proved that that something is better than this. So that is, an, uh, I would say, the biggest challenge in this field keeping up to date. It is an opportunity and at the same time, it is a challenge. Another challenge is uh, not, the world is not numerical. People have emotions and emotions is what makes us human. So you, even if you are very technical, you cannot, you know, if you are just a uh, very, very technical person, you cannot always keep that mindset. You have to 
understand human emotions, the connections. Otherwise, we are all becoming sunny. Oh, not sunny. The other robots of iRobot, not sunny. So, yes. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I use a lot of movie references. I'm a you know, movie geek, sci-fi movie geek here. <laughs> so, if you otherwise you are that's really interesting (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) so if you want to remain human and not become an ai we have to have keep up keep with us that human part you will not see everything being rationally done always and there is a reason to those things and it is at times challenging convincing people even though that decision seems logical but it doesn't go with ethical purposes. So I think there is, it is now being considered even by the leaders of the world, how do we use AI ethically? The ethical use of AI, I think we all know about chat GPT now. Now I, I, I saw a recent development where people are using chat GPT to their homework because chat GPT can get a better mark than I am. And then why not? So then now comes the question of ethics. If you ask me as a you know purist, I would if I'm thinking as a purist, I would say yes. Make you know I can use ChatGPT for my uh, you know homework. Why not? But ethically, am I doing it correctly? Perhaps not. Uh, Amazon had this huge bias about you know you know accepting uh, rejecting candidates based on their gender because their AI has also learned their you know when they have trained that AI model, they have also uh, had this gender bias into it because then males, if you write you know CEOs. Initially, they were, you know, like five years back, you would see, you know, white males as always coming as a picture of CEOs. But now that bias has reduced. So we have to be very careful about how your decisions, your numerics influence your, you know, your next gen in a way. I mean, not talking about biological generations, but whom you are living this world for and your other, other people. So being considerate on other humans is, again, a very important critical factor here. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, even with recent years, um, a lot of um, uh, concern around data privacy and governance um, is rising. Yeah. So, okay, Zenny, what's your take on this then? Um, I totally agree with Saurav. And in fact, he brought up a good point uh, uh, talking about the emotions and the ethics. Uh, and um, similarly, the greatest challenge to me uh, will be about you know, staying ahead of the ever-changing technology landscape. Uh, to overcome this, uh, my advice to all uh, is to build a strong foundation, identify the fundamental principles in your work so that you become a sort of a technology agnostic. You become more adaptable in your approach. You can embrace new tools and technologies as they emerge. Uh, as for the most fulfilling part, uh, I would say is when um, we are being able to provide valuable insights and support our clients in making data-driven decisions that impact the organizations uh, positively. We get bonus fulfillment when we see our clients start to learn and self-serve analytics. Well, uh, as there's a saying, right, um, teaching a man to fish is more beneficial than giving fish to the man. Yeah, and that's something uh, we actually witness uh, the the pops the positive outcome being realized. Yeah. All right. So you know, I guess this question will be close to the hearts of a lot of um, fresh graduates or mid career switches or those who are already in data jobs. So, what do you think are some ways to advance your career in data analytics, and what are some common paths that data analysts take? Maybe Zenny, you would like to go first? One common option uh, for data analysts is to transition into related roles. 
um, such as uh, data engineers or data uh, data scientists. This can provide exposure to different aspects of the data analytics process and help build a broader skill set. For those looking to advance their career, um, they can choose to specialize in a specific industry or domain, such as finance or healthcare. This allows them to gain uh, expertise and become a subject matter expert, which are highly sought after by organizations in that field. And for those looking to take on a leadership role, uh, becoming an analytics architect can be an attractive option. So in this role, they will be responsible for designing analytics solutions, setting standards and best practices, uh, and overseeing the governance of data analytics within an organization. Uh, tot totally with you here, Zani. In fact, uh, so uh, if, if I break it down into you know two different groups, I mean, people who want to move in, so for them it is their first job into data, right? And people who are already in the data, in the data tech world, right? So for the people who are trying to move in, I mean, I generally see uh, you know a consensus among them is that data, you know, when you are looking, you know, the, the companies that are hiring for, they are hiring, they are looking for a unicorn. They want someone who knows everything in the world. So. First of all, don't be discouraged when looking at a job description. It is there, but it is it does not mean that you have to have, tick all the boxes to apply. So don't be discouraged on that. So even if you tick 70% of the boxes and you are really good at that, please go ahead and apply. So there is a supply shortage in the data world. So take advantage of that supply shortage. So there is a huge demand from the jobs, but there is a supply shortage. Now, coming to the people who want to advance their career, and as Zani mentioned, that you know, at, at different levels, you would like to have different things. But generally, you know, generalizing everything, every organization, I mean, the profitability organization depends on one thing: you get, you know, you practically you earn more than you spend. That's 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 the definition of profit for every business in the every world. Doesn't matter your own business, doesn't matter you know, an organization like AIA or you know UOB or someone like that. So, how do I do that? I get to deliver more and I get to spend less. How is it possible? Generalist. That is what I believe that, you know, if you are a data scientist, try also learning data engineering, try learning, you know, some some other, uh, you know, I would say technology solutions, expand, move from, you know, data science specific roles to insights roles to engineering roles, depending MLOps roles. I mean, depending on your choice. Theoretically, we would, you know, a company would want an unicorn, a person who can do everything, but not necessarily, which is possible. So we can only try our best. So that is one way of growth, because if tomorrow I get a person who knows everything, obviously I would hire him or her versus someone who knows only one part of it. So that 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 demarcation does exist. And that is the reality in the ground that I have faced in my life. So other thing I would like to you know encourage is that this thing will also help you move across the different ladders. So if you are moving into leadership roles, the, you know, then you have to understand not only your data science, your core competency, but also business, the business that you have you have interest in. Because leadership means you are leading not only a data team, but also the business focus. You are driving the business value. So to drive a value, you need to understand what business you are in. So if you, you know, if you are in F&B business, it won't be same as you are working for, let's say, a bank would be same as if you're working for insurance. So understanding the business is critical if you want to move to leadership roles. If Absolutely. 
and if 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 it is more within within uh, you know not not senior leadership but within uh, you know within a certain uh, you know i would say uh, core taking a core competency framework if you already have that and if you want to move up grow up i i have been you know told by my ex managers at some point in time try to be a generalist everyone likes a generalist in the beginning yes you everyone has their, their own specializations keep your specializations but try to be a generalist i think that is one of the reasons i think all our school and education frameworks are like you know you teach kids everything first because they you don't know what they are good at so if you actually for you to know what you are really good at you have to try out a few things and only then you know that okay i'm very good at this i'm very good at that so don't be afraid to try out a few things yes there will be failures but failures are the pillar of success That's very motivational, Sora. <laughs> so thank you both, you know, Zanny and Sora, for the advice. You know, I can really, um, you know, agree to what Sora mentioned earlier, where there there is a high demand for data talents in this space because, like, recruiting in this space myself, I do see that you know organizations are begin to realize how important data is to drive um, insights and growth for the business. So obviously, in recent years, a lot of um, companies are hiring more and more data scientists, data analysts. And expanding their data teams, so that's really helpful. And I guess to wrap up our discussion, you know, what are some career advice you would give to those looking to build a career, specifically in the data analytics space? Maybe um, Z- uh, Saraf, you would like to go first. Okay, okay. So I would like to take the cue from what Zani mentioned earlier: build your fundamentals. Data space requires again going back to the skills, core skills of data, be data analytics, be data scientist. Uh, so. the word you will always see one word common between them that is about data so build your core data skills that is how you break in how you break in into this into this industry and then yeah once you once you have broken into the industry and as like any mentioned that your your growth totally depends on what what you do what you like to do so try out a try out different things one more stuff is that build your fundamentals fundamentals will not be only from the perspective of your core you know core competency skills but fundamentals of understanding the business i'm sure that you know you know for example perly you are in recruitment business so you do understand your fundamentals of your recruitment business who sh- what is the business actually doing how does the business make money so that is also a very critical uh, imp- you know thing that we uh, when when we hire new data scientists we see that especially from fresh graduates that is not always possible but try to have as much of understanding of the target business so let's say if you are targeting if you want to you know get into financial services try to understand what banks do what in general what what uh, you know insurance does how do they make money because once you understand their model i'm sure that you know you can, you can, everyone can contribute and help it grow up just one thing i mean you know none of the business in this world is complicated if you go to its root it is simple self had a higher price buy at a lower price that is the crux of every business when it started you know if i look into banks banks started in milan in early days right where they used to have they used to ask the rich hey man keep my money with us so, so that it won't get stolen by the you know by by, by the criminals and the miscreants and for that we'll charge you some percentage the same thing we do today we call it wealth management fees we give it a fancy new name but essentially the business is you keep your money with us we take care of it and we charge you something that is the concept of safety deposit locker nowadays so you keep your valuables so that they don't get stolen <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in root all the businesses are simple so try to go to that root level understand what you want to do i mean which which areas of your business you are interested in. 
Yes. To get into data analytics, simple. Build your data skills, build your critical thinking, numerical skills. And as Danny mentioned, build your fundamentals strong. Mm, okay, um, you know, perfect. Uh, thanks so much, Sora, for the pointers. I believe that many, you know, um, fresh graduates are taking points on this. <laughs> okay, so Zenny, um, do you have anything else to add on top of what Sora has mentioned? Uh, yes, I think when um, when we are learning a new programming language or any new skills, uh, be sure to apply the knowledge, uh, build an application, or even better, use it to improve your personal life. And um, besides education, um, you could attend workshops and conferences, uh, participate in competitions and community projects to build a portfolio and gain a uh, real-world experience. And that is especially important uh, in data analytics. Uh, even more important for those uh, fresh graduates who's uh, starting out in the career. And when, you know, when they look at the job description, it's asking for one to two years of experience. And then they kind of struggle with that. But there's always, uh, uh, like, like Saurav mentioned earlier, right? When you look at the job description, you don't have to necessary fulfill 100% of what is being uh, indicated there. Uh, what is really important is like during the interview, you can really tell a story, you can share with us how you have actually uh, applied all this in, in, in your life, how much you have actually learned and um, put it uh, to good use. Uh, right? And when you tell a story, we can tell how much you have really learned and grow from here. So uh, I think the last point would be to to um, back to what the Pearlie mentioned earlier, right? Uh, you need to cultivate a growth mindset, right? That's very important. You need to keep learning and seek out uh, new challenges. La. And this is not something that's unique just to uh, data analytics, la, right? Uh, especially in the, this uh, IT industry. Yeah, that's all from me. Thanks. Yeah, I, I would just to add one more thing to Zani. I mean, on a lighter note, is that uh, you know storytelling is very important. You remember, you know, when when we were kids, and if, I, I'm sure that you know it happens to every one of us, right? So we liked, uh, you know, one of our grandparents who can tell us better stories, and we liked. Uh, I, I liked my, you know, mo mom better than my dad because my mom used to tell stories when for me to go to sleep. My dad used to start a very bad story, like once upon a time <laughs> there was this beggar. And then nothing, nothing happens. So storytelling is a very important skill, which again ties back to communication. So try to tell stories. Doesn't matter, you know, if it applies uh, to data science only. Build it up, especially for the fresh grads. You know, whatever you are working on, any projects, try to tell it a story. Have that, you know, so that you know, have those orator skills. Again, uh, you know, going back to William Shakespeare here, <laughs> Anthony was Antonius was heard, even uh, you know, even though you know. You know, everyone was, uh, you know, brutal skilled, uh, you know, the Julius and all those stuff. Antonius was hard because he could convince the crowd that Brutus was bad, even though Brutus was a very respectable person. And how did he do that? Orator. He was a very good orator. So that is a very powerful skill. And I have seen some candidates being absolutely amazing in orator skills. And even though, you know, there are certain technical skills they don't have, I would still hire them because technical skills are trainable. And this is something that is comes with practice. So I would really encourage every one of you to have this oratorship and because that is how you make a dent in the business. And most importantly, have fun. That <laughs> having fun in life is most important. 
Absolutely. Well, that's really interesting. I believe that now everyone will remember your story that you prefer your mom who tells better <laughs> stories than your dad. Okay, I'm sure he tried though. Okay. Yeah, right. So, um, all right. I guess we'll leave it here today um, as that's all the time that we have for today. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank both speakers for providing their insight and knowledge to this topic. And thank you to everyone who is listening. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.